Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spark My Muse. I am your host, Lisa Colondi-Lay. And today I'm going to be reading to you from Exit the Cave, Embracing a Life of Courage, Creativity, and Radical Imagination by Blaine Hogan. I got this book a few months ago, and finally I'm able to share something of that with you. Blaine has been a guest on my podcast before. Blaine is a writer and a film and creative director. He was the creative director for Willow Creek Community Church, and he is a full-time filmmaker who directs celebrities like LeBron James and Carrie Underwood. And now he lives in Atlanta, Georgia with his wife, Margaret, and their three daughters. He holds a master's degree in theology and culture from the Seattle School for Theology and Psychology, and he has appeared in many stage productions and television shows. You can find out more about him at BlaineHogan.com. A lot in Exit the Cave is about Blaine's own life. As he weaves the stories, you can find out about your own cave that you need to exit as well. One of the parts I'm going to read is from the very end. It's called Free People, Free People. Chapter 34 on page 234. First is a Frederick Beekner quote. The time is ripe for looking back over the day the week, the year, and trying to figure out where we have come from and where we are going, to enter that still room within us all, where the past lives on as a part of the present, where the dead are alive again, where we are most alive ourselves to turnings and to where our journeys have brought us. The name of the room is Remember. Blaine writes, Sometimes I hear people imply that the past is better left in the past. No reason to dredge up what has come and gone. I used to think that too. Diving into the past meant I was trying to hold on to it, or maybe I wasn't enlightened enough to let go of it. I also thought that talking about old pain would only bring new problems, which was the last thing I wanted. But I discovered that getting stuck in a loop of rehashing isn't the same as doing the work of remembering. And simply endeavoring to forget something doesn't erase it or its impact. Refusing to name that which has formed us only gives those shadows more power. We end up controlled by silent forces we can't grasp, doing things we don't understand. Had I not been willing to change my relationship to my story, it most certainly would have killed me. And I couldn't have freed myself from the clutches of a past that was trying to dictate my future until I had the courage to face it. It is in these most tender moments of brokenness And through these harrowing memories of tragedy, as we stand by the river like Hagar, out of breath, clenching our fists, hoping that no one sees the darkness within, that El Roy, the God who sees, quietly waits for our response to his two questions. Where have you come from? Where are you going? The secret is that when we invite a good and curious God along with a trustworthy community and sometimes a skilled therapist to redeem the stories clenched within our fists, our creativity truly comes to life. Our transformed relationship to an old past helps us to imagine a new future. And imagining a new future allows us to live differently today. I'm not sure I can call this creative act anything other than grace. As Friedrich Beekner says, the work of remembering then isn't looking back, but rather looking out as you enter a room to do the unthinkable. 
to do the thing they say cannot be done. It is entering a room in which the shadows of your past playing on the wall are renamed, redeemed, and remembered into something entirely new. It is while I was in that space that I felt God kept asking me, will you trust that new life can be found in the ruins? Will you stop hiding in the shadows of old stories so you can be seen? Will you tell the truth so you can be free? And then the question of all questions came, careening from the cave, sprinting through the forest and the fog, ricocheting off the riverbed, reverberating with holiness as it landed softly on the tear-soaked shores of Puget Sound. Will you tell your story so you can change your story? As I tried and trusted, then tried and trusted some more, I found there was new life even amid so many little deaths. Because I changed my past and because I've seen this amazing grace has gifted me the freedom to see differently. I've realized that the greatest art project of my life is my life. I now understand that, in the end, this new way of seeing, this new way of understanding creativity, is what ultimately saved my life. However, I must confess there's something I haven't told you. There is more to the story of the cave, a twist. After the man has struggled to emerge from the darkness, pulling himself through the muck and mire, after the smarting subsides and he's gotten used to the light, he does the unthinkable. Instead of picking up and running as far and as fast from the cave as he can, the man returns. Back into the dark he goes, stumbling to find his friends, who are still stuck staring up at the shadows. He has a message to declare, an anthem beating in his heart. He returns to the start of his own journey, his cry resounding off the dark, dark walls as he shouts, there is more, so much more. With eyes now accustomed to light, it is disorienting to squint back into the void. But he is compelled. His discovery demands action. The man doesn't let fear of where he'd been deter him. After all, he found a way out, a way that led him to the kind of beauty that overwhelms, the kind of revelation you can't keep to yourself. I knew then that I had to go back too, to tell my story of where I'd been and where I was going. Isn't this all any of us who found a modicum of freedom are trying to do? Isn't this what recovery groups are for? And sponsors and therapists and honest small groups? And long tables and comfy couches and humans who don't give up on you? Or who have the guts to let you go until you finally give up on doing it your own way? Isn't this what theaters and concert halls are for? And books and films and music and art that shake you to the core with the truth? The universal is almost always found in the particular? Isn't this the power of someone telling you their tale? When you hear the stories of people who have been to rock bottom and back, who refuse to leave you behind, and who are willing to show you the way, in the tales of people who share their stories and show you their scars, in the humanity of those who pray for your courage, who sit with you till the urge to use or to hide or numb passes and you can breathe again, who, with the humility of a prodigal, share all that they have learned. That's how I made it. 
Other people did the work and then didn't keep it to themselves. Do you think the man returning to the cave was well received? As he shouted promises of a reality that seemed impossible, do you think those casting the shadows or those chained and entranced were happy to see him? They were not. They were angry and suspicious, as people sometimes are when you invite them back to life. I'm glad I didn't think about this along the way. The possibility of extending any goodness I received wasn't on my radar for a long time. I was just trying to survive. I didn't work this hard or come this far to re-enter the cave. I didn't escape to freedom only to return to the darkness of my captivity. But you know what? I didn't work this hard and come this far to not go back either. What good does it do to untangle yourself but then leave others in bondage? What is the point of finding a life outside the cave if you can't invite others to come along? In other words, free people, free people. This is what I said to that conference audience as I stood on stage the morning after they had all seen me nearly naked. As I shared the particulars of my own story in my own way, I wanted them to know that no matter what dark cave they found themselves in, I knew something of their struggles. They were seen. Where they'd come from didn't need to define where they were going. And, if they wanted, there was a dot of hope waiting for them whenever they were ready. I told them as long as I live, I will offer to anyone who will listen the truth-filled anthem beating in my heart. There is more. There is so much more. And that was from Chapter 34, Exit the Cave, Embracing a Life of Courage, Creativity, and Radical Imagination by Blaine Hogan. From the back matter of the book, it says, Redeem your story, redefine your creativity, and make a life that truly matters. Sometimes the greatest gift you can receive is for your life to fall apart. After years stuck in a painful cycle fueled by past abuse and ongoing addiction, actor, artist, and director Blaine Hogan finally hit rock bottom. No longer able to hide behind the veneer of success or find comfort in the shadows of compulsion, Blaine was forced to look at the story his life was telling and realized he'd lost the plot. Desperate to find hope, he gave up a budding career and took a major life detour where he discovered that facing his past was the key to unlocking a new kind of creativity. In Exit the Cave, Blaine shares the stories that shaped him while exploring how our relationship to our past defines how we imagine the future and live in the present. Through powerful personal revelations, he invites you to take up the practices of radical imagination and real creativity so you can tell a better story with your life. If you've ever been stuck, addicted, ashamed, discontented, or lost, take courage. A richer, more imaginative, and meaningful life is waiting for you just outside the cave. And that is with Baker Books. Thank you so much, Blaine, for your work and for this wonderful book, Exit the Cave. It is a very hopeful tribute to living a better present and, of course, then a better future. I thank all of you who receive me each week or whenever you tune in. 
Your support of this program by listening, sharing, and donating financially makes a huge difference. Not only does this podcast cost money in which I need support, I also need to raise about $1,000 for my trip to Puerto Rico. Most of the time when I'm in Puerto Rico, I stay at places where lodging and food is included, but this time that might not be quite as possible. I'm going to need to pay for places to stay. So if you'd like to help with some of that, you can go to paypal.me forward slash Lisa Cologne Delay or go to sparkmymuse.com and go to the links to support me. That would be such a relief and I appreciate anything you can contribute toward that effort. As a financial supporter, I will be updating you with photos and details of what's happening behind the scenes and in this that I'm taking to help the people of Puerto Rico during hurricane season. If you'd like to reach out with questions or thoughts, I'm happy to hear them. Go to sparkmymuse.com and contact me from the website there or reach out on Instagram. I'm at Lisa Cologne Delay on Instagram and also on Threads, which is now part of Instagram. And Twitter, I'm still on Twitter as well, or X or whatever it's called now with Elon Musk, although I don't go on there as much. And I thank you for reaching out and connecting. It's always encouraging to hear from you. I hope you're encouraged to nurture your creative imagination and continue to hope. Until we meet again, I wish you blessing and peace. 